0: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so that you can just feel free to drift off. We invite you to rate us on iTunes and also leave a message on iTunes. And uh, thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And joining me on this podcast is a dear friend, Fai Bulani. Welcome to the Insomnia Project.
1: Thank you very much, Marco. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. You know, Fai, you inspired one of our earliest uh, episodes when we talked about koi, because you have a beautiful koi pond in the back of your
1: home. Yes, I do. I'm very fortunate to uh, be one of the few people, at least in my backyard, that has koi
0: I've always been fascinated by fish. So when I found (laughs) out that you had a koi pond, I was fascinated. So tell me about, because this is relatively Mm -hmm. recent, how long have you had that pond?
1: Well, um, we moved to Stratford in 2006. And that's
0: Stratford, Ontario. Stratford, Ontario,
1: that's correct. And uh, home of the Shakespeare Festival and the uh, Pork Congress of Ontario. And Fies Koi Pond. And Fies Koi Pond. Now world famous, thanks wow. to uh, this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we have um, probably about, you know, three to four actual koi. Okay. Um, some of the other uh, fish that resemble koi that you could easily mistake for koi oh. are bunkins shun bunkers. now i might not be saying that correctly well, but, I, but I, love, I love the word yeah it's it's a great word it almost sounds edible okay. but we don't eat them fair but the cranes do right didn't you have a problem with the cranes we did we had um the herrings oh herrings! those great blue herrings mm-hmm. now we also have a, a rather large swimming pool it's a 20 by 40 and this herring would come and light down upon the middle, like where the diving board used to be, remove the diving board for you know safety precautions. Sure. And but this heron would just be the master of all it surveyed, and it was also scoping out the fish. Of course. You know. Uh-huh. So he had a little snack, or she had a little yeah, snack. Yeah, undoubtedly. And I was able to scare it away by clapping repeatedly. Well, that, that, you know, you know, I do that with the squirrels and the raccoons. <laughs> And as much as as elegant as a bird as it is and beautiful to look at, you don't want it eating your koi. No. And it'll scare the other fish, and the other fish might even just, you know, belly up. Because of fright. Because of fright. Sure. And fortunately, the time of year that it was, um, one of the things that we put in our koi pond are oxygenators. There's different types. And you put them in the pond, and they... Sort of flourish, so you can put one plant in, and it'll flourish to like oh. ten or twelve plants. Oh, so, so
0: an oxygenator is something that brings oxygen to the pond, whether it be a plant or whether it be actual like
1: tubes that blow water in it. Would that exactly. Be well, these, yeah, I'm speaking of the plants that we okay. will put in, and some of them are sort of um, they they look like little corsages in the water, okay. and then some of them look like soft pine needles, oh. but it's really fascinating because you put the the oxygenator in, mm. and it provides oxygen for the fish. Now, w- wait a second. Is the oxygenator the plant, or is it some sort of substance that you're putting in? No, it? no, it's the plant. It's a plant. Yeah, I'm okay. well, okay. sorry. We refer no, no. to them as oxygenators, Fair. and it's good to clear that up because there are products that you can put into the pond, but I don't tend to do that. I keep it au naturel. Oh, that's great. It's a natural ecosystem within itself, and there's... Uh, Frogs in the koi. I saw, pond. I saw a bunch you, of tadpole. Yeah. You've seen the tadpole action. Mm. Those frogs get busy. I bet. And they're singing all night long. Oh. Sometimes we have to get them out of the swimming pool back into the pond. I see. Do you clap and at them? I don't clap at them at that point. Okay. I, I clap after they've been productive. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, Sure. just enough. to provide support. Why not? Um, and then, uh, let's see what else is floating around in that pond. We have the koi. The uh, shun bunkins, if I'm right. saying that correctly, and hopefully there'll be somebody out there that can either, you cool. know, clear up my pronunciation. I think that would I would welcome that. You know, we have a lot
0: and, of our uh, listeners who will uh, tweet us at Listen and Sleep, yes. and they'll give us hints or suggestions, ah. and um, I'm certain somebody will will
1: inform us. Now, what's the difference between a shun bunkin? and a koi. The way, the thing that's most distinctive, of course, about koi that we love is the the variety of colors. Right. And most people, when they think of koi, they think of maybe, you know, paintings you'll see, water paintings where they're orange and white. And that's but there's all kinds of uh, different colors of koi. Right. The Shambukans as well have a variety of colors, but okay. it's mostly in the taper of their fins. They have a nice long sort of elegant fin I see. that um, you can follow through the water. Oh. Quite often if they're trying to hide beneath the oxygenators, if they feel they're threatened, right. you might see them quickly swim and you just catch the end of their tail. I see. So you have to kind of sneak up on them like a ninja right. if I want to get any photos or actually see them, or maybe try to feed them. That's the other great thing about this pond that as it's established, we leave it on natural and they feed off of sometimes if it's very quiet, you can go out and you can hear them, the koi and the other fish, the gold we even have a large goldfish in there, chomping on some of the plant life. Oh, so you can hear you can them hear chomp it. you can hear it, and it's really quite a crisp sound. It sounds like somebody eating a salad. Okay. And they chomp away. And, you know, it's hard to duplicate that sound right sure. now. But it, but it, you can imagine someone eating a nice, crisp piece of lettuce. Okay. And that's what it sounds like, but it's at the pond level. And then if you go a little closer, you might hear something splash into the pond, and that's probably... The king frog that, you know, seems to be master of the pond for this season. Amazing. Yeah. Bright, kermit green, you know. Oh, it sounds like a regal frog. Yes,
0: very regal. So you have, if I'm not mistaken, koi, Mm -hmm. bunkins and
1: a goldfish? Yes. For good measure? Like, did you just... He was, or she was so beautiful, I wasn't able to check the, uh, you know the male female aspect i'm Fair. still not quite sure on that but we do know that we have both male and female because we have very successfully every year had them reproduce oh, that's wonderful. so we might buy four or five koi we might lose a few over the season to who knows what you know various fright her- herrings. Uh, maybe the odd raccoon oh, wow. which you we've been very fortunate with but we have had on one occasion a raccoon Sipping from the pond, and I'm sure wanting to devour some tasty sushi I can't tell you the frustration that I have with raccoons in our backyard. It's Mm -hmm. just uh, I know they're 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 quite um, Socialized in Toronto aren't they? Yeah,
0: they're very and they're unafraid. Yeah, they're
1: very bold.
0: They travel in packs They're like little gang animals (laughs) <laughs> and just wreak havoc on the community. So you, I have no love. They're out for, there with their little masks. You don't know what they're you gonna get. You don't know who they really are. And they fit into <laughs> the smallest little places and, the, and they climb. They're they're just very horribly resourceful. But back to the pond. Mm-hmm. You might you might hear a siren right now. We're actually recording this in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York. So city brimming with activity.
1: It is. It is. Have you had yeah. a chance to to go out? Um, we cool. did have a little stroll around town. I, I found a really cool, uh, uh, hip men's clothing store, which I'm hoping to look at. Oh. I, I think it's called Jive. What are you looking for? Uh, just I'm looking for some extremely loud shirts. I okay. think. I okay. think. I think I'm looking for something that's, uh, you know, says Brooklyn without saying Brooklyn written across it. Are you someone who can wear a vest? Uh, you know what? I maybe with a suit, but I'm not a person that selects to wear a mm-hmm. vest over. Just a shirt. For some sure. reason, I never got into that look. I, I can't wear a vest. Yeah. I'm, I'm barrel chested, so if I wear a vest, it
0: looks like I'm wearing <laughs> an actual barrel. I'm going to go over Niagara Do you remember? I don't know. Back in the '50s, I think it was like a mm. costume people would wear would be, which would be like a barrel with suspenders. You'd often yes. see it on like yeah. the Flintstones or something, like a crazy uncle. Would be it was weird. a classic look. Yeah, that's what I look like when <laughs> I wear a vest. I'm just getting into like wearing bow ties. I never thought mm-hmm. I could. Get a, um, carry a bow tie. I thought I was strictly a, a cravat type person. Yes. But uh, my buddy Matt um,
1: yeah. did a did a proper bow tie for me. Oh. Really, oh, so yeah. it wasn't a clip on; it was an actual no, tie. No. You got to tie it. Yeah. Mm. I think those are better when they it comes better. to bow ties. They are. They're hard. Yeah. I can do
0: many different sort of knots on a cravat mm-hmm. because I went to Catholic school yes. and we had to wear a uniform, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it, you pass the time by making <laughs> <your> ties. <laughs> But uh, the bow tie, I find difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like we have this contraption at the cottage, which is like a, like a little tent that it folds into a circle, into like a pretty big circle. Okay. And when you pull it out, it just expands and, and pops into a little, a small little tenty thing that you can go in and, and get some comfort oh, from the sun. wow. Right? The problem, Phi is... Closing that thing back up, and because mm-hmm. it's all like <laughs> spring action and like flexible, uh, it sounds like a a bounce. That's for one well, hundred That's exactly what it's like. And and for our listeners, a bounce is what they use to bounce light onto the actor. So they'll use this sort of screened little circle that's usually white or like mm-hmm. a silver metallic, and yeah. when the light hits it, they're able to bounce light onto. <laughs>
1: The object of their (laughs) desire.
0: So it's kind of like that, and whenever I go to close it, it's like I almost don't want to take it out of its little shell because it's impossible to close. You have to sort of make it into a taco and then turn the taco inside out, and you've (laughs) got to make sure you don't bend the wire, but pull it down, and then by some miracle, it'll collapse. Every once in a while, it'll collapse into itself very easily, and my wife will look at me like you were amazing. How did you do that? And then sometimes I'm spending twenty-seven minutes, and it just looks like a a horrible mess but i get it into a little bag
1: <laughs> so you're looking for a loud shirt oh, for what a loud shirt you said yeah, a, a, a loud part, shirt a yeah shirt. absolutely yeah i think so something that you know you know, I like to come back. And of course, there's always things that you can bring back to say, Brooklyn, sure. or, or NYC, or I oh. Heart New York, but mm-hmm. which are all cool. And, but I, th- I think if I can bring back something that feels like, yeah, I totally wear that in Brooklyn, yeah. see if I can get away with it in Stratford. Uh-huh. Without advertising that you were in Brooklyn. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's uh-huh. always, you know, a nice uh, statement piece. Yeah, Fantastic. no, we got this in Brooklyn. Now, going back to the koi, I just yeah.
0: have a couple more questions. Tell me about what's the most difficult aspect about having a koi pond. My biggest concern for the koi is in the wintertime. okay. Yeah, so what, because Canada has harsh winters, but in We're particular sure Stratford, Ontario, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, is
1: in what we call a snow belt. Yes, it has its own private snow belt that mm-hmm. it um, really buckles down on, yeah. <laughs> and there is, yeah, deep, deep freeze. Last year, the frost line went down you know probably twice as far as it normally would it was so cold wow or maybe that was the year before um, regardless the mm-hmm. frost line yeah it's 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 you got to go down deep to avoid that so that means this particular pond isn't that deep right so we need to keep the pump circulating i see and keep the water circulating so that there's yeah, gasses are released okay. from the fish from the koi and then that uh that's the biggest concern in that they don't freeze. They can get deep enough and they stay very still. they almost look like sometimes they're so still when they're alive that, um, you'd think that they, they weren't alive, but in the winter as they're coming out of their hibernation or their deep freeze, um, I've never actually seen them sort of get out and stretch their fins. They sure. just all of a sudden the water's warmed up, and and, they're more and you're just thrilled to see that they oh they made it through the winter. That's really cool good. because you can't exactly big sigh relief and yeah. and um, because otherwise you don't really know. I mean, I can go back and check, but I'm not going to see them through the ice. Right. I can't break the ice; that'll disturb them. Sure, and then uh, what? what do you just need, need to keep winter? it circulating. Some bubbling. They need a. Just the water bubbling. I think that they, their digestive system slows down, which is another interesting thing, because fish that are larger, they sh- they they grow to the size of what they eat. Right. And that's another kind of nice thing. Another nice thing sure. about um, not we don't really feed them. I feed them on occasion, right. um, if they seem hungry. But most of the time, I'll throw some food in, and wait, and they're Nothing not interested. Happens. No, they're huh. they're well fed. Wow. So having said that, it's like, you know, they 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 go up and down in size. Okay. You know, and sometime during the season, they obviously get it on. Right. Because there's little baby koi which sure. are really tiny. Like they're like less than... Like your thumb. Like an own. inch. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're very small and you see them darting over the place. And have any of them grown to full size now that you've had that? Like do you have any... Like, Any sizable ones? Like, the goldfish is probably the largest fish. No, but I mean, of the babies the that pond, they've had or oh, the fry. That yeah, they had. yeah they they do grow okay. into you know they, yeah they go oh, into adulthood. Great. Yeah, it's really it's really something to see these little schools. You know, there's not a lot of them because right. there's probably only I don't know there might be a dozen right. various fish in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's exciting to watch them float around. And what about those lotus flowers? Do you have any of those? Like, we, lo- do. Oh, we do. We do. So beautiful. They're gorgeous, and they do come back every year. And okay. you do. The one thing you have to be mindful of is that you trim the roots back in the baskets that you have the, oh, really? the plant in. Okay. However, having said that, the koi do seem to eat. I think they eat those. Uh, the roots. The roots. So. You want to be. You want to pick your times when you do that, so that you're kind of not fussing too much with that ecosystem that's been established. Lotus root is delicious. Is it? Have you ever had it? I haven't. So At least I don't think I have. When I go for Korean
0: food, and I could be completely wrong, so I'm sure somebody will. <laughs> I often. I, I remember getting this. They'll give you these like. Um, oh, I wish I remember the name of it. They're like little appetizers that they give you before. Before you Like have, a kimchi or yeah, a it'll be spicy kimchi, cabbage it'll or... Be, yeah, it'll be kimchi. It'll be... Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll be uh, sprouts yeah. and beans. And every once in a while, I'll get like a pickled lotus root. Ooh. And it has a really interesting just look to it. It kind of yeah. um, has little sort of cut-out circles inside it. Oh, how they cut yes. The, the okay.
1: I have had those. That's pickled lotus root.
0: Yes. Oh. Well, I could be wrong. But like... Because if I'm not mistaken... It's like a, what do they call those things? Like a, like you know how ginger is a, rhizome. Um, oh, like you know, a
1: crucifer?
0: Is yeah, that no, the right no, term? It's no. like a
1: ro-
0: I always do this. Yeah. I rhizome. Like, rhizome. That's it. I think yeah. it's like a rhizome because it kind of looks like that. So I guess they yeah. cut it, and pickle
1: it or whatever, and it's. I fa- think it's my favorite. I think it's amazing that, you know, whoever discovered to eat that, mm-hmm. you know must have been somewhat hungry. Sure. And to go, oh, I'll, I'll eat this. It looks like a potato. Yeah, if the uh, you koi's know, ready to eat The koi's are eating Are it. you a fan of ginger? I love oh. ginger. Yeah, it's very good. It's, I think it's very good for us. It's mm-hmm. good for our stomach and sure. our digestion, but I also think it's just a best flavor. I was told if you have a cold and mm-hmm. you draw a warm bath and you
0: chop some ginger and put it in there, mm-hmm. it helps to soothe aches and pains and colds yeah and I've done
1: what? it but it feels like you're in a soup it feels like, you're, like in <laughs> are you putting print. it in a tub are you immersing yeah, in yourself tub. in it I'm yeah, well I'm how cutting. much ginger how many I'm roots know. do you oh, use maybe, like are you using like your vegematic to no, chop it I'm just up just
0: chopping or? into thin, thin, oh, yeah. thin pieces maybe maybe you know the size of the size of I don't know what. so a good size a for good ginger size. Root, yeah, you chop size.
1: it up you put it in the water
0: mm. so the size of the palm of your hand okay so chop it up throw it in the in the warm bath yeah it'll you'll have a ginger sort of scent in the air. Oh, that's nice. And so, and I remember reading somewhere that if you hang eucalyptus on your shower head,
1: yeah,
0: uh, the steam from the shower will cause the eucalyptus to, uh, release its oils and it oh, would really be helpful for that's people to sing or for people who are I like that. A singer.
1: I am. Yeah. 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 I like that eucalyptus idea. And and it's, but it's like a potted eucalyptus that you, no, well, I, it, or it wasn't what I did. Yeah. I mean, maybe a
0: potted eucalyptus would be the smart way to go, but I don't know how you'd have that in the shower. You could probably have it in your bathroom. Right. Room. It kind of, yeah. It was actual eucalyptus leaves. Oh, so like, okay. Like a stem of eucalyptus. Yeah. I tied on a string and put it on my, on yeah. my shower head. And then away, and away I went. Wow! It didn't improve my singing, though.
1: It didn't, eh? No, oh.
0: no. When did you discover that you could
1: sing? Um, I think I probably fancied myself a singer from a very young age. Okay. Yeah, my um, my mom was a great encourager. To me that way, and I would some you know I'd sing very high as a kid, you know, and I'd I can sing like a girl, you know, like I can sing high, like you know, and I would ever sing some soprano note, right, like a boy soprano, Mm -hmm. and then um, probably. You know, my family was very, very um, indul- indulgent with me. You know, okay. my, my, my older brother, Brad Healy, played a lot of Three Dog Night. Okay. So I'd perform like Chuck Negron songs, you okay. know, and Eli's Coming and try to do some of the harmonies. And he was the only one singer, but I'd have this stretchy arm um, exerciser. That looked like a microphone. Okay. So that was my microphone. One of those things that's kind of
0: like <clears throat> a bar and you bend it? Is that well,
1: actually, no, it was even just stretchy. Like it was just like oh, a okay. like a stretch Armstrong, I'm, but the tension was more. I had a stretch Armstrong. Did you? I, he was I, the best. All
0: I wanted for Christmas you <laughs> was a stretch Armstrong. And for those of you who don't know what a stretch Armstrong is, it was a... Doll, Yeah, kind of like toy. a burly wrestler. Yeah, kind of yeah. like if Aquaman was a wrestler. Yeah, exactly.
1: He did look like Aquaman. Yeah. And you
0: would stretch his arms, so you could just pull on his arms and legs and stretch them as far as your little... You know, kid hands could stretch, yeah. and then you'd That's let right. go, and it would go back. And then
1: would go back into shape.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, it was but, the
1: best thing. Sorry, but back to your, yeah. your faux microphone. So, you Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was my microphone. Then I decided I needed a stage, and my parents had this mm-hmm. shiny comforter that has a silver and a purple. Oh, cool. And sometimes, depending on my mood, I guess, I would throw down either side. So sometimes the stage would be purple, yeah. and sometimes it would be silver. Uh, you know, Prince, yeah. Prince used to do that. <laughs> You're in good company. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but I think that uh, what was fun about that was um, then my sisters would get in on the act and they would put like, because Chuck had a mustache. Right. So they would do this mascara mustache, you know, all the way, like a Chuck Negron look, all the way down, you know, down to the chin or whatever, sure. that 70s look. Like a handlebar type Yeah. Thing, so of. I'd really go to town on, you know, Eli's coming. <laughs> Eli's a coming had your heart. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I love that song, man.
0: And so that's, and that was what brought you to music, or that was one of the things earlier? Yeah, I think
1: numbers. we had a lot of music in the house mm-hmm. and, you know, lots of stuff. And much later, you know, well, not much later, not much more later than that, but, you know, Elvis was a big presence in our house. Sure. And, and we, so we'd hear a lot of Elvis and, you know, my mom had every Elvis record going all right. the time. And uh, even in high school, I had a little bit of a, I sometimes come from high school, you know, and she'd have Elvis playing, and I'm like, oh, my God, not again. Right. But, you know, I, as a result, I kind of learned every one of his songs, so it was, you know, a nice and payoff ended, there. You ended up playing <laughs> Elvis a few times in a few different shows. I have, yeah. What's yeah. it
0: like to embody the king? You know, on it,
1: right? it's uh, one of my favorite things. Yeah, for sure, I think. Yeah. It's just a, a lot of fun. There's a lot of license. I think it gives you a lot of... Sure. As long as you take ownership of it... Of course, I think you get, you know, there's a lot of payoff. The audience is somewhat built in, and as long as you stay right. true to, I think, what most people, everybody has a different idea about Elvis. He's a bit of a white whale that way, right. a nice canvas. So I think that enables the performer sure. to, um, you know, have a lot of uh, freedom. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, what's yeah, I love the music. So I saw
0: you perform as Elvis. Uh-huh. And, you know, when you're going to see a friend and a fellow performer, in a play, you're hoping for the best. But yeah. when you know that they're going to be impersonating an icon right. like Elvis, <laughs> part of your mind is like, wow, I hope it's not horrible. Right. I hope it doesn't, do do say- doesn't stink. it's yeah. not just, a big stank fest. Because so, what do you say to the person <laughs> afterwards, right? And you don't look like Elvis. Like no, you not know, really. For our listeners, yeah. you've got blue eyes and, <laughs> and reddish hair. And so who we don't know, we've never seen you as Elvis. So I remember going and being a little bit nervous because you're like, okay, this is either going to be good or not good. And you were great. You uh, were like, thanks, I was man. cheering as if, you know, Elvis was performing. It was fantastic, Five so It's, it's <laughs> Thank you, Mark. It's pretty, thanks, it was a pretty awesome uh, experience from, from someone. I mean, I think any time you go see a fellow performer perform, you know, yeah. you see it through different different eyes. This is true, yeah. But... I was, I totally bought in. It was totally a magical experience. Oh, that. that's fantastic. Are there any Thank other you.
1: people you'd like to play. You know, I've always had uh, a love for uh, Van Gogh. I oh. think he'd be a really interesting person, and I wouldn't have to dye my hair. I'd just curl but, the beard. Sure. You could do that for <laughs> Halloween. Easily. Yeah, I could. That's, yeah. That's, that's the costume that you have in your back pocket, right? Is, <laughs> right. Is Van Gogh. Oh, I cool. do kind of like those, you know, those sort of um, iconic. Uh, individuals sure. in various whatever their discipline was whether it was the impressionists for van gogh or elvis for mm. for rock music or you know even uh, even jesus you know and right. you know i think that'd be a very compelling role to play sure and uh, you just hope that you you know are able to play one of those roles before you you know in, in an appropriate time frame. sure before you're yeah. you're old enough to play Moses that's right play, that's right Jesus right that's fair it's a little
0: tricky yeah. you know and I know you're a huge comic book fan I yeah, am so yeah. if you could portray any comic that hasn't appeared on the screen yet oh yeah
1: who would that be well you know my
0: Barbara Walters questions <laughs> I'm asking
1: you you're not going to make me cry Marco. no, no. I think we're you pa- might we're past you it, might I'm, I'm close to it we've only got two minutes left, <laughs> oh, okay so well I better get the tears out my Aquaman. Um, you know, I always had a, an eye for Aquaman just be, just because of my overall, you know, appearance. See, I've yeah. always been a fan of Aquaman. But yeah. back when I was a kid, it wasn't cool to be. No, it,
0: was it was like wasn't. It like was always like Batman or least Superman. Because cool. yeah. um, we used to, per- we would all take on a um, superhero character yeah. and we'd go on my aunt's little balcony and jump off it. Nice. So there was oh, yeah. always... Batman, Superman, Robin, Cartwheel Girl, right. Wonder Woman, and I don't think Cartwheel Girl was
1: a superhero. She's new, I haven't heard of her. But.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure my cousin could do Cartwheels, and so that was her thing. It was good. And I would be Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of like, oh, you can have Aquaman.
1: Right, yeah. So you get first dibs on him every time, at at least that that way. But I always
0: thought he was cool. I think it's because I had a love for under under the water creatures.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and that's that's one of the most extraordinary things about him. You know, communicating with Mm -hmm. these huge leviathans and sort of having that, have them do what he needed them to do, and living with them and not, you know, working against them. Sure, that was a you know that's a great superpower to have. And the swimming, I love swimming, so it's just an underwater. The, the peacefulness of that and the speed with which he can move through water it's just so cool there you go yeah well fine you know if you ever decide to write
0: a biography i think the appropriate <laughs> um title would be swimming with koi we, we're back from where we started with aquaman and the, and sea creatures and i wonder
1: what he'd say to your koi or would he, what he'd command them to do this is, this is a good question yeah i think he'd uh tell them to uh deep yeah yeah I hope
0: next time I'm there I find a little Aquaman figurine in your Koi pond
1: that's a beautiful idea I love that
0: suggestion you heard it here first so you know no one your, your wife and your son cannot yeah. complain if that happens because we, we decided right. here on the Insomnia Project. We're definitely going to do that. Awesome. <laughs> well, five Bulani, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much, Marco. This is a fantastic experience somewhere well, in Brooklyn. There you go. As always, we're um, produced by Drumcast Productions, and we are recording in Brooklyn, New York.